You're listening to The Jill Monaco Show, episode number 34. Welcome to The Jill Monaco Show. I'm your host, Jill. Each week, I hope to bring you a message that inspires, encourages, or challenges you to go after and live a life you love. Join me and my friends as we explore what it means to love God, love ourselves, and love others. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Here we go. Welcome back to the Jill Monaco Show. You know, in my book, The Freedom Coach Model, one of the chapters that I address is on fear and how to overcome fear. And it was interesting to me that in my private group that I have where I'm doing more coaching, I asked, what was the chapter that has really helped you the most? And people said, the chapter on fear, which really surprised me. Um, And I'm not sure why. I guess I didn't realize it would touch so many people. So we're going to start with this. Fear, when it's operating in your life, can be something that really takes control of so many things. It damages your relationships, it destroys your passion, and even steals your joy. You can be going along with life and look completely fine on the outside, but on the inside, you're completely tormented. Fear is something that not only takes up space in your thoughts, but over time, it can manifest like sickness in your body or even stop you from reaching your destiny. Now, I want to talk to you about fear today because when I was preparing to speak to you, I felt like it was something the Lord wants you to be aware of and be free from. So, you know how to battle against fear when it comes against you. Why? Because I have a passion for you to be everything that God created and redeemed you to be. And fear wants to keep you from that. I'll share with you what fear is, how to detect it, and how to overcome it once and for all. We can't stop fear from coming against us, but we can walk in such victory that fear never steals anything again. But first, let's define fear so you know exactly what I'm talking about, and equally important, what I'm not talking about. Fear is defined as a strong emotional reaction to a perceived imminent danger characterized by a fight, flight, or freeze response. It can be real or imagined, rational or irrational, normal or abnormal. Now, in the physical realm, fear acts as a protective reaction placed in us by our Creator to activate all of our um, physical defense mechanisms when we face real danger. It triggers the body to release adrenaline that both prepares and propels us into action. Now, that action is meant to remove or lessen any danger. Fear is beneficial when we have a physical threat like an assailant. Our energy is increased, our adrenaline kicks in so we can run, heart rate increases to fuel muscles, breathing is actually increased to deliver more oxygen, and required perspiration is used to cool down the body. Pupils are even dilated so we can see better. All of those are helpful, for instance, if you are running from a bear. Now, this is not the kind of fear I'm going to be addressing directly, but there are two other kinds of fear that may trigger those kinds of responses. Fear in the emotional realm is a natural human reaction to feeling threatened, either physically or emotionally. When it comes to emotional threats, it's best described by Lawrence Crabb Jr. in his book, Understanding People, Deep Longings for Relationship. He talks about how every human has three needs, love, significance, and security. We experience fear when we're afraid we won't be loved, respected, or valued, or secure. 
When I say secure, I mean financially, health-wise, or with basic everyday needs. In this realm, you may feel negative emotions and not realize it's because of one of those needs are not being met. If you have a need for love, significance, or security over a long period of time, fear can find an open door and take root in your heart. When it takes up root in your heart, it advances to the next phase, the spiritual realm. And I'll get back to more on that later. Now, on the far end of the spectrum, I want to address this. A panic attack is fear out of control. Anxiety, which is closely related to fear, is an uneasiness or distress over a threat or something known and is characterized by extreme fear or dread. It stems from uncertainty, hoping something will happen but not sure it will, or having no control over if it will happen or not. Anticipating a negative outcome by dwelling on a possible undesired outcome for the future, anxiety and worry are unproductive and distracting, where fear is sometimes good when it's a real situation, like when you're running from a bear. But when you experience fear in your emotions, you can become absolutely paralyzed. Maybe you know what I'm talking about. I've been there. You can't seem to get control of your tears. You worry about irrational things. You feel dread for no reason. Or you worry about the future. This is part of what I'm going to address today, but I also want to highlight, before we get into that, the third kind of fear. When fear is a spiritual condition, it comes from outside of you and hopes you accept its presence. Then you become so accustomed to it, it just becomes your new normal. A spiritual condition manifests itself in anxiety, dread, worry, anger, and even depression, so similar to the emotional realm. Fear speaks to you and hopes you entertain the idea it feeds you and eventually agree with it. It tells you a story that it wants you to believe will happen. It writes a story that hasn't happened and makes you feel like it's real. I believe those fears played out in your mind over and over, creating a story, can be brought on by a spirit of fear. That is not of God, and that's not of you. This is not God's plan for your life. I want you to pay attention to this next part. It's important because it's the key to spiritual warfare against fear. You are never challenged by fear. You're challenged by love. Love challenges you to overcome. Now I'm going to show you this in the Word, okay? 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Other versions say, and a sound mind. First, I want you to notice fear is a spirit. God didn't give that to you, but He did give you love to overcome fear. And He gave you a sound mind so that your thoughts can align with Christ and come against the lies of the enemy. And He gave you power to walk in victory. 1 John 4.18 in the ESV version says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love, here it is, casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Now, that has not been perfected in love is not meant to bring you any condemnation. It's just saying you haven't experienced the fullness of love. Because when you've experienced the fullness of love, fear has no place. 
I want you to notice also that it says that fear can be cast out. It says, perfect love casts out fear. I love that part because it tells me it doesn't need to stay and that love is the key to getting rid of it. Perfect love casts out fear, not your strong, willful resistance to fear. Here's the same verse in the Amplified Version. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist, but full-grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. For fear brings with it the thought of punishment, and so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love and has not yet grown into love's complete perfection. Did you catch that? Dread does not exist. Love expels every trace of terror. We are casting out the enemy's influence in our lives when we get perfected in love. We see this in the life of Jesus. He often brought peace to those that feared by loving them so well. Remember the woman who was caught in adultery or how he embraced Peter with love after he betrayed him? We just read how he who was afraid has not reached the full maturity of love. We need to grow in the revelation of how God loves us and the power that is released through us when we love others well. Fear can't stay when love is present. If Peter, who walked with Jesus, needed to grow in it, maybe we need to as well. Jesus said in Luke 9.1, I give you power and authority to cast out demons and to heal. I believe when you overcome the enemy in your life, like the spirit of fear, then you will be emotionally, physically, and spiritually healed. If you are oppressed by a spirit, then they are trespassing because Jesus made you an overcomer, more than a conqueror, and you have all his authority on earth, including to cast out any spirit that comes against you. Often, these moments of taking authority are accompanied by a sense of relief or release. Sometimes, there's not an experience until later, when you realize that things that used to seem to be a natural part of your mind are just no longer there. I want to talk to you about one last thing, and that's how we focus on love when we're feeling fear. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Anytime we want freedom from something, we need to remember freedom is not the absence of something, but the presence of someone. Whatever we focus on gets power in our lives, and if we talk about fear, it will have more power by the way of gaining our attention or focus. See, perfect love casts out fear. It's not that fear went away because we tried harder, but love came in. When we find freedom by being in God, then we are free from whatever your fill-in-the-blank is. But by trying to be free from it, it just makes us in bondage to it. Remember, in the physical realm, fear could be a good thing, but it can really paralyze you when it comes to emotional and spiritual things. It can keep you from great relationships, whether that's friendships or dating. It can influence how you raise your kids or even how you go after your dreams. Fear doesn't want you to take a chance again. It tries to stop you from being all that God created you to be. We must come to a place where we seek God's presence, then regardless of what our circumstances are, we live as God created us to be. So, have you ever said, I'm afraid that fill in your blank. 
Knowing the answer to that, I'm afraid that blank, tells you what specifically is coming against you. The strategy of the enemy is to get you to agree with that statement, but it also tells you where you need to ask God to expose fear and replace it with His love. Because I believe the same thing that's coming against you is God highlighting the next place that He wants to bless you. Now, maybe you can identify with one of these fears. Fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of being alone, fear of not being a good parent, fear of not having enough money, fear of someone's retaliation, fear of sickness, fear of death, or fear of accidents. There's so many more. Now, I used to be in bondage to fear of rejection. Because of that, I would do anything necessary to make others happy, even at my own expense. I didn't set good boundaries, so I was always being taken advantage of, and I couldn't rest until conflict was resolved. I lost my job once and had fear of finances. As a single woman, I didn't have anyone else to help me. Fear kept telling me a story that hadn't happened and never did happen. Fear said I was going to lose my house and I'd be homeless. Then my health started to suffer and I had medical bills, only adding to the fear of poverty. So I get fear, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. I could tell you so many stories of overcoming. But one of the worst situations with fear came when I had a man tell one of my board members that he was going to destroy me financially, all because I wouldn't do something he wanted. He was a millionaire, and I was just starting my ministry. He made threats of suing me, and it didn't hide the fact it was because I rejected him. I knew he didn't have a valid reason to sue me, but he said he didn't care if he lost. He just wanted to destroy me by dragging me through court with expenses. By this time in my walk with God, I knew it was a spirit of fear that was trying to get me to entertain the worst-case scenario. I would wake up each day sick to my stomach. I didn't sleep well. I was watching our small savings account dwindle to nothing because of attorney fees. I knew it was a nasty spirit trying to hurt me spiritually so I wouldn't trust God. Emotionally, I'd be so unable to minister to others, and physically, by making me sick. So, I went to the Lord in prayer and did something that is the foundation of this teaching. I sensed God asking me a question. Why was fear there? I realized because peace and love were missing. So, I went after peace and love. I went to receive it for myself and then I gave it away. Practically speaking, I blessed this man in prayer. I blessed him to know God's love. After a few months of praying for him and not responding to his threats, he went away. He totally stopped. Now, there's more to that story that I can say for a different podcast, but I believe it was the spirit of fear tormenting him and trying to work through him to torment me. I blessed him with what I describe the opposite spirit. If perfect love casts out fear, then that's what I needed to send his way. Perfect love. Do you know what that looks like when you pray for someone that is threatening you, that they would be so blessed and encountered with the love of God, that they, whatever they fear, the thing they're afraid is going to happen, would go away too? It really sets the other person free as much as it sets you free. 
Now, I still have to have good boundaries, so I didn't interact with him, but I believe I accomplished more in the spirit through prayer than any reasoning with him would do. Any fear that I had went away as I prayed for him. So not only did praying for me to sense God's love and presence give me peace, it empowered me to bless him. I first had to receive it for myself before I could give away, and in the end, it resolved the whole issue. And this is why. Ephesians 6.12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. If what is coming against us is fear, then we need to use our spiritual weapons, in this case, love. If we are in fear because of something or someone has done or said, then we should pray for people to be blessed in the way they need God. I believe that's what Jesus meant when he said to pray for our enemies. Believing and declaring his word to be true, no matter what I feel or see, is what it means to pray in the opposite spirit of this world. It starts with what we think, and then we let that truth get into our heart, and we believe. Then it must be declared. Did you know there is a part of your brain that only believes what you say? This is why declaring is so important. Our words hold power. So, let's break this down so we can have a practical handle on how this works. First, let's look at how we believe. We can see this in Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. We have to choose what we will believe and then act on those beliefs. If you believe what fear tells you, then that will be what you see in your life. But if you believe God is for you and His perfect love casts out fear, then that will be what you experience. As a side note, I can just say that when we encounter God in our circumstances, we do experience His goodness. That includes peace, love, security, and comfort. We find the strength to overcome. So I don't want to share formula with you as much as I want to share with you how to engage with God. Tools and teaching are great, but they are not a replacement for intimacy that is developed when you spend time with the Lord in prayer and in the Word. What you believe is a direct result of who you spend time with. Then, once we believe, we must declare. When you declare God's truth from His Word, you have a secret weapon against anything that comes against you. Why? Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruits. I must declare what God says to be true about me and how He sees things, because that is the truth. That is all that matters. I can either speak death over my situation with worry and anxiety and fear, or I can speak life with the words of love and acceptance and abundance. I believe God healed me of so much with that terrible situation. I overcame fear of lack and fear of man. I was strengthened in my innermost being, not so much because of what I got rid of, but because I had an encounter with love. One of my favorite examples of how encounters with love changes our reality is in Matthew 14, 22 through 32. Are you ready? Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowds. And after he, this is Jesus, by the way, had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. 
But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night he came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me! Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. There is so much I could say about fear and what we believe in this portion of Scripture. But for the sake of time, let me say this. Peter got out of the boat because what he loved was greater than his fear. He started to sink because what he feared was greater than what he loved. Peter learned two things about fear and love. One, God will allow an area to be exposed so you will allow love to change it. So what area of your life is being exposed to fear right now? That situation is the key to your freedom. Overcome it and you will be stronger because like working out, the weight of what you carried will grow your spiritual muscles. Allow God, your personal trainer, to give you more than you think you can handle so it can have its perfect work completed in you. Number two, a negative circumstance is a fear challenge that comes to you. A negative circumstance is just a challenge that comes to you. But you get to choose what manifests in you and is communicated through you. Peace is the manifestation of love when you overcome the challenge that comes to you. When you have perfect peace because, you're, because you've pursued love and are loved, you can do amazing things and maybe even walk on water. Remember, you aren't challenged by fear, but by love. Love is actually giving you an opportunity to think, believe, receive, and respond in love, not fear. Feel free to take the challenge because with love on your side, you will always win. On one last note, I wanted to highlight what Jesus said. He said, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? See, fear wants you to hear it like this. Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? as if God's annoyed with you. He's not. So when you've failed and you've become fearful, He's not being mean to you. He's saying, Oh, darn it. Why did you doubt? He wants to know your heart and He wants you to share it with Him. And in that, you will rise up out of the water and be stronger and declare, Truly, you are the Son of God. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Jill Monaco Show. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search for at Jill Monaco. Now, if you are blessed or encouraged today to overcome fear, please share this podcast with your friends and on social media. I would just so love that. Okay, thanks for tuning in today, my friends. And remember, love well, you are made for it.